welcome to Goyfire. We have TNB in the news, as usual. We have a Long Beach TNB attack. We also have Reverend Ted Haggard outed as a rump ranger. Saddam co-defendant sentenced to hang. Presidential Kite Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad, as well as a terror-listed website being left alone, the Kahaney.org website to be more exact, as well as Estonian news. Jane, it's been written up recently by the paper. International Hate Press, may I say that? <laughs> so we want to get the inside scoop on that. Back to our top story tonight. We have parents, and this is our TNB special. Uh, it's it's titled "Parents Charged After Children Found in Squalor," and it comes from Edgemore, Delaware. Police have shut down a house of squalor where three children have been allegedly living amid trash, bugs, and rotten food. Lawmen have also arrested their parents. The investigation began with an accident. Flora Howard said she was heading home on Salisbury Drive in Edgemore, Delaware, Tuesday night when a costume and mask two-year-old ran into her rear tire. <laughs> the boy, who authorities say was playing unsupervised in the street with his siblings, <laughs> suffered minor injuries, but the accident opened the door into a host of problems in their household. <laughs> When hospital employees noticed the two-year-old smelled of urine and feces and then saw a maggot crawl out of his clothes, it triggered an inspection of the home. Quote, We found conditions including trash, debris in the house, infestation of insects, leaking pipes, where ceilings collapsed, water on the floor. Officials say water leaking from an upstairs toilet also created a risk of electrocution below. It's a very compelling and sad story. This poor little two-year-old out playing in Halloween in his Hain outfit and Hain uh, Nicholas and uh, uh, ran into the car tire and uh, then the maggot crawled out and uh, the mama here, she looks like uh, Don King. Looks like, like a 30-year-old Don King, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the do and everything. What's your beef, sucker? And the father, he's kind of got the Medusa look a little bit. Uh, so it was Brown and Delon, Jahari de Leon. I don't know, it's just a real sad story. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the women listeners are just going to be... <laughs> the little maggot crawls out. Did you ever see that? Did you ever hear the racist redneck rebel song? It's Marty the Maggot. Or <laughs> he flew away. <laughs> he always knew they could fly away, son. Life has a track for me, all it's cracked up to be. Neither is being a maggot. But at least we can fly off and be free one day. Just like a caterpillar becomes a beautiful butterfly. By and by, at least a maggot can look forward to one day becoming a fly. And all a crack whore can do is OD or get AIDS and die. The conditions inside the house were deemed so deplorable, it was declared unfit for habitation and condemned on the spot. Well, that doesn't mean it's unfit for nigger habitation, though. This is what I mean. You've got to stop this kind of a critical thing. Flora Howard, who drives by daily, said she's not surprised to hear that the house was condemned. And, quote, I ain't going to tell you no stories, but the little boy I done seen out here butt naked before. It, it was, like, shocking, said Howard. It's a lot easier. Like, you don't have to change the diapers or nothing. Just hose them down. Yeah, yeah. so there were trash and debris uh, outside of the house. So twice in 2006, uh, the officer of code enforcement investigated complaints. I like this part where they say they describe uh, the father, that it'd be, uh, what's his name, Tom Brown? What's his name here, Brown? Yes, yeah. Brown is his name. Tom, is, it, is it Thomas Brown? It could be John Brown. Brown. <laughs> John Leroy. <laughs> anyway, here's the main point. Uh, neighbors described him. 
as a hard-working <laughs> and doting father. <laughs> you can picture him picking those maggots off. Get, get that mofo off you, <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's as opposed to a bad father. He's a little you know, plastic you know, toy, bitch. To get out of my face when I flare up this <laughs> crack pot. It's quite a story. It's just a little slice of Americana. This is what the Europeans need. They, they, they need more diversity, man. They need more EU niggers coming from Africa. But, so, this, this is the diversity we've come to know and love. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that what you're trying to say? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, we need to airlift uh, at least 60,000 Bantus and Somalis into Delaware and have a cultural exchange program. And and because those people, they are subhumans. They 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 know how to teach these Delaware niggers living too high on the hog, and they'll just tell, tell them how nutritious those uh, maggots are. Yeah, see, they don't need indoor plumbing. They just need a pit and a mud hut. It's probably much more resistant to insects among. Well, others. the ones up in Lewiston, Maine, the National Alliance used to say uh, they would take the. Uh, <clears throat> In the welfare housing, they would uh, immediately take the cabinet doors off the uh, above the sink kitchen cabinets and replace it with chicken wire, and then they had the chickens right up there, just pick their egg right out. And, and then they'd make fires in the middle of the floor, too, and uh, knock down the wall so they'd have one big room and make fire, make a hole in the roof. And they, they, they literally did all these things, so here's the kind of training uh, the Quans need these days. We need more diversity, please. Get those 747s flying, President Bush. Thank you. Yes, well, we have a second case of diversity in Long Beach Resort area in Florida. Several suspects, in, including at least three manimals, who savagely beat three young women, uh, white women most likely, in a horrific hate crime attack Halloween night, remained at large Friday. The young women asked to be identified by only their first names because they and their families fear for their safety. The assault, they said, was so savage, they thank God they are alive. A group of about a dozen blacks began taunting them. They asked us, quote, Are you down with it? We had no idea what that meant, so we didn't say anything and just walked by them up to the haunted house said Laura. They were grabbing their crotches. We didn't know if it was a gang thing or what, end quote. Yeah, those are obviously three white names. Uh, some of the guys in the forum thinks they're race mixers, uh, I guess, because they're the neighborhood or something. But uh, And there were ten suspects. So they took advantage of the Halloween uh, revelry and the ability to camouflage themselves, I guess. And uh, it's, it's almost innocuous by nigger standards because they didn't end up raped and murdered. A pedestrian, or pardon me, a, a motorist stopped and jumped out and literally threw them off, these three girls. So Doctors don't know yet, look, listen to this part, if she will regain all of her eyesight until the swelling goes down. Urgent surgery to repair the many broken bones. What are they talking about? Broken bones? They're talking about eyesight, I guess, both. Twelve fractures in her face. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's really like South Africa right now. It's been said that blacks do not celebrate Halloween. Uh, so I guess they, or every day is Halloween for a Negro, and that they just go about with their uh, ghetto fabulous costumes. But uh, it sort of spooks them. And uh, here we see uh, uh, the three victims tried to walk away, but were pelted with lemons and small pumpkins that split the seams of their costumes and left lumps and bruises on their body. The taunts and jeers grew more aggressive. The victims recalled, as did the size of the crown. Now females joined in, or otherwise known as she grows, and everyone began saying, quote, we hate white people, fuck whites, end quote. At yeah, they got fel felony charges, and we'll see how much niggers get on a felony charge and uh, th th this happened. This actually happened to me in Hawaii when this uh, uh, mud uh, attacked my bins with a uh, steel pipe. And you know what his fucking felony charge turned out to be, man? A letter. They gave him a letter. Don't do this again. And I had to make a bootleg turn at the end of the road. Uh, if I would not have lain parallel to the front seat at the instant of impact, I'm sure I would have been murdered. And then on the way out, 
He swung it as if it were uh, as if we were chopping wood, and just by chance and timing, he impaled the end of the pipe directly into the dashboard of the Benz, and it went straight in. And, and all of that, this, this fucking mud got a letter uh, saying, you know, if you do this again another time. Now, now he was 16 years old, but nonetheless, a letter, <laughs> you know, well they put a love letter at the top, love letter to you. They said it was like animals, like a pack of hyenas. She tried to call 911, but it was busy. Big surprise in Long Beach. Tried three times, but they just swarmed her. And uh, as blacks do, it, it, it's not it's not a a one-on-one -on -one affair. It's uh, all of a sudden, oh, let's uh, beat someone down, preferably to death, and have a a bongo party. Yeah, but. Chickaboo white standards, this is almost a happy ending. All she loses is the eyesight in one eye, and uh, that, that, that's not rape or murder. You know, that's, that's a lightweight stuff. Happy Halloween. Negro neighborhood. And here they say, some of the ten youths, nine girls and one boy ranging in <laughs> age from 12 to 17, were found wearing the victim's earrings, which were ripped from their flesh and had Lauren's cell phone. Others still at large. They estimated the crowd was at least 25 people. 25? Wow. That would be frightening. These little white girls and, tw and 25 niggers. And, and uh, niggers are very tribal. That's what uh, whites need to understand. In fact, all these uh, sub-races are. The uh, so-called La Raza, the race, which is not even a race. It's two or three hundred years old. And uh, I was reading recently that, uh, uh, when was it? Five, eight hundred A.D. I mean, the North Africans evaded Spain very, very early. And that's fascinating to me because all of these people are tribal. They're tribal peoples. And until whites actually get more tribal and, and copy this. Usually these stories aren't even reported. And if they are, an editor makes sure to take out any of the descriptive language from the article so that it just comes across as an impersonal attack. I personally witnessed uh, these types of just tribal gatherings on the behalf of blacks, uh, spontaneous gatherings that result in violent outbursts and uh, destruction of property on a on a large scale. It's usually not just one store or person that gets targeted; it just gets out of control. The fact is, is that the niggers are the stormtroopers of the Jews. They loose them, as Alex often says. It's, it's already a low-grade racial war going on in the United States, uh, urban areas and suburbs all over. It's just that they don't want to talk about it because the comfort level is still tolerable for white blazing the way. I think you know the Jews do rely on a certain degree of civility on behalf of white people just not discussing their self-interests mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. it's just impolite to do so. Could hurt well, they tell me feelings. Yeah, yeah. I do understand that. I guess people nowadays they they talk about these things quite openly. White people, at least at family gatherings, at least some of the family, you know, the ones that are more uh, akamai, as we say, and, uh, smart, and um, and also with close friends. But um, one, I, I know a very smart poster on BNN. I talk with him by Skype, and he says in New York City, uh, New York City is now down to twelve percent white. You literally cannot talk about these things. It's just ruination socially and on the job market and everything else. I suppose if you're... <clears throat> well, we'll talk more later in this program. I know we're going to talk about uh, the thought and freedom controls that have been instituted in the past two weeks in the, in the United Quo. So. Leader of evangelical group resigns amid allegations. The Reverend... Ted Haggard, senior pastor of New Life Church, resigned Thursday as president of the 30 million member National Association of Evangelicals. Following allegations, he paid a Denver man for sex over the last three years. This is a lovely story. I tell you, really, this one just really keeps on giving like Jibu. Uh, the, I watched the BBC of this guy. And the BBC guy is in there, and he's got a big globe. He preaches under this big, giant globe. You know, it looks like something in uh, some science fiction movie. And by the way, this, this Ted Haggard also 
has continually boasted without any denial from the White House that he has a weekly telephone conference with George A. Bush, also an evangelical who uh, learned about Jibu in uh, cocaine rehab down in uh, Texas, I guess it was, uh, and, and, and learned about the magical uh, coming back uh, of Jesus uh, at, during the end times. But anyway, uh, so even as we're recording Goyfire tonight, he's had to quit the church. And then right before that, it turned out that he was, uh, he bought some cocaine from, from well, what's his name? Was it Mike Jones? Uh, this guy's got an ad, and, and some spick in Denver runs this uh, newspaper, Greg Montoyo, editor of a newspaper that focuses on Denver's gay, lesby, and transgender community. <laughs> Why is a fucking transgender community uh, valid, but white nationalists are neo-Nazis? And, uh, yeah. yeah, transgenders are lovely. Anyway, here, here he's got... Uh, They've got Ted's full body massage, and he's in here in some sort of white canvas cap. And, and they're all like bare from the torso up. It's quite hilarious. You should see it on the forum. And here's mind body healing touch. He looks like a Caucasian Gurdjieff with a big handlebar mustache and uh, uh, man tits. And uh, I mean, it just goes on and on. But, but uh, Haggard's lover and Ted, when he would call up, and, and he would say he was Art Haggard. So uh, I kind of imagine haggard art, because if you ever see what methamphetamine does to like a white hooker working for a nigger uh, pimp, uh, they're a real beautiful white girl, and then, uh, you know, three years later, they look like some uh, demon from hell. So uh, I thought that art haggard was kind of an amusing thing, amusing handle for him to use. But let, let me see if I can find his lover here. There's Treat Yourself, Tony, Jerry Shivers. <laughs> <laughs> You give me fevers, you give me shivers. Anyway, yeah. So he bought some, he got, bought some methamphetamine, and methamphetamine induces psychosis. It's one of the biggest scourges in the United States. A lot of it's imported from Korea. His name was Mike, and uh, then he said he didn't have sex with him. Uh, and uh, Mike apparently has recordings and so forth. Yeah, well, it says here this this gay guy finally came out and blew the whistle on him. He's quoted as saying. He said he was tired of Haggard's anti-gay messages and acknowledged he hopes the news affects Amendment 43. Quote, I don't know if it's going to change any votes or not. What I want people to think about when they step in the voting booth is, if I were a gay, well, okay, this is more gay propaganda, but apparently Haggard was also anti-gay, uh, but on the down low with um, yeah. male prostitutes. Yeah, he made a big thing about preaching about it. And uh, I saw, I think I saw the Saturday Night Skitly live skit years ago with Jim Carrey, the Canadian comedian. He was pretending he was a game show uh, host on Crystal Meth. And that kind of reminds me of this Ted Haggard. Try to warn us to evacuate, to lead Satan alone. And uh, Augusta Stutter, who's one of our uh, funny and satirical and sarcastic posters on VNN, who is a very uh, professional fellow, by the way. I mean, he has a, I, I know what he does for a living, but he posted about uh, this church, and he lives in Colorado Springs, and apparently they literally cause traffic jams, these rapture bunnies. And there's like something like, I don't know, 18,000 of them just in there, but all in all, there's one in ten in the country. One in the ten evangelicals, I guess, are, are in this church. It was a huge, huge church. And, and Bush himself in the White House, you know, he had this uh, Jim Guckert or, or Jim Gannon, uh, you know, fake name. And this guy was getting you know, a, a daily pass renewed, and he was going in and out of the White House at will for months or years. And uh, meanwhile, you know, he was... Uh, he had his thighs and his dick splayed out and, uh, you know, laid in there like a, some kind of... Uh, murder victim in in corporate uh, pose on homo sites, you know, like military studs. And, and uh, some internet accounts say Scott McClellan, I think it was the press secretary, was uh, facilitating this, and others speculated that it was uh, uh, George Bush himself, who was homosexual. And we did see the pictures of George Bush walking with, uh, you know, the leader of Saudi Arabia holding hands how many times. You never know what the loony Christians will come up with. Yeah, it's well. In any case, it seems to be a pretty cynical game uh, that these evangelicals like to play. Uh, 
but we've touched on that before. This is just a story. Yeah, yeah ages ago, just a story. Line. Fuck. But between the butt surfers and the Shabbat Shab Lubavitchers uh, <laughs> hanging out with Bush, I mean, and Abramo, Abramoff, I mean, <laughs> does it get any uh, loonier? Yeah. And, uh, well, we have been a day in Iraq. Enjoy. Osama bomb Iraq If the mark is hurting man of bomb Iraq If the terrorists of Saudi and the banks take back your Audi and the TV shows about it bomb Iraq If the corporate scandals growing bomb Iraq And your ties to them are showing bomb Iraq If the smoking gun ain't smoking we don't care and we're not choking that Saddam will soon be croaking bomb Iraq Even if we have no Alice bomb Iraq from the sandals to the valleys, bomb Iraq So to hell with the inspections, let the top for the elections Go your mind and take directions, bomb Iraq While the globe is slowly warming, bomb Iraq Yea, the clouds of war storming bomb Iraq Here that ozone hole is growing southeast We pretend no knowing thorough ignorance is showing bomb Iraq So just one for dear old daddy bomb Iraq From his favorite little laddie bomb Iraq Saying no would look like tizen It's a horse and hunting season Even if we had no reason bomb Iraq These moral authorities have recently sentenced Saddam and his co-defendants to hang by the neck until dead. Uh, this is a new story out. Saddam Hussein was convicted and sentenced to hang for crimes against humanity in the 1982 killings of 148 people in a single oh, Shia uh, town. You, you mean about a, a little over between a fourth and a fifth of the number that uh, uh, the Quah has killed in Iraq, the 600,000? Yeah, this is a 148 uh, people. This is not 148,000. This is 148. Oh, and this is uh, yeah. in 1982 of yeah. all years. Yeah, well, they said he gassed his own people, and that was a big problem because the United States was... Uh, Subsidize him and give him satellite photos of uh, at the time. Uh, you know what, uh, what was the Truman said? Uh, yeah, he's a son of a bitch, but at least he's our son of a bitch. You know what they should do is get Benjamin Netanyahu over there with the Netanyahu, Netanyahu with his yarmulke, his little whirlybird beanie, and have him uh, uh, push the lever for the gallows door. Because uh, as I said on other goy fires, and it really pisses me off. Saddam was paying the suicide bombers who are fighting to get these invaders, Zionists, out of their country who have no business there, never did have any business there. Even way back in the 19th century, they had no business there. And uh, Saddam would pay him 25 grand, the surviving members of a suicide bomber's family. And in my opinion, that's the real reason they wanted him out. So we've, we've chronicled on the forum the Bronfman uh, Canadian liquor family in Canada, and who was, uh, I believe he was the head of the World Jewish Congress, and uh, Les Wexner, who owns Victoria's Secret, and uh, gosh, the list goes on and on. I can't get them all now. But these are Zionists, and they've been promulgating, along with Leo Strauss, uh, Richard Pearl, Paul Wolfowitz, uh, Douglas uh, Feith or Feith, uh, who else? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I mean, the list is almost endless. Uh, Ross, Dennis Ross, uh, They've been doing this for years to get us embroiled in Iraq, and now they've succeeded, and uh, onward to Iran. 
Yeah, well, there was apparently some uh, snafus that went on during this trial. Uh, we have here, uh, during Sunday's hearing, uh, Saddam initially refused the chief judge's order to rise. Two bailiffs pulled the ousted ruler to his feet. He remained standing through the sentencing, sometimes wagging his finger at the judge. Uh, before the session began, one of Saddam's lawyers, former U.S. Attorney General uh, Ramsey Clark, was ejected from the courtroom after handing the judge memorandum in which he called the trial a travesty. Chief Judge Ralph... Ramsey Clark, by the way, was LBJ's Attorney General. Yeah, Chief Judge Ralph Abdul Rahman pointed to Clark and said in English, quote, Get out! <laughs> uh, so he was ejected. Um, now, what's this about Ramsey Clark? Well, he's been involved for a long time in uh, in politics. He must be a very old man now. But uh, well, they're they're going to do away with Saddam. A lot of times, white nationalists like to imagine or dream of the day, and surely it will come, at least on a limited scale in this world. The day will come when we will. Uh, try and hang, just as Dr. Pierce said in the Turner Diaries, certain numbers of uh, members of Chavez Goyim who have betrayed our people consistently and vociferously and uh, ends for very many years. That, that, that day will come. It may be not be as widespread or as uh, huge as the Nuremberg trials or what's going on in Iraq. And, and another thing, they just this guy, uh, uh, our being in uh, Subrosa, has published a lot of videos, or several, of uh, live, um, live assassinations in Iraq, and somebody else uh, this week, just this week, posted about how these women over there formed a human shield of 200 women for their men. Can you imagine white women doing that? That was so incredible. I just thought that was really emotionally moving that they would do that to the story, but... Uh well, a couple of them got, I think there was a couple of men, our so-called militants, had run into a mosque um, from the IDF, and the women uh, were called, and they actually smuggled some of them out in women's clothes so that the Jews wouldn't get their hands on them and subsequently torture and, and kill or at least imprison them. But, yeah, a couple of those women actually got... Uh, Got some hot lead. They were sniped, were they? Yeah. Well, two or three, and uh, I think 19 were injured. So they just opened fire on the women themselves. So. Yeah, when you get injured from an M16, I'm, I'm sure it's... Uh... Now, of course, the Jews claim they saw some type of gunmen among the women. But what they did is at first they, they ran back to the mosque, and then they, after being shot, they, they regrouped and... Uh, walk then lockstep out of the uh, trap and afterwards the uh, roof fell in from the mosque because the Jews had bulldozed the walls. Yeah, I was making a joke this week that uh, meanwhile white women are buying uh, uh, labia moths from uh, Les Wexter who owns Victoria's Secrets and a couple of other millinery shops and meanwhile he's the, one of the biggest Zionists in the United States who's constantly sending money to Israel and literally helped devise the, the program for the United States to invade Iraq and Iran. So uh, white people better wake up to this crap because uh, we're dying systematically existence in the United States and in our racial homelands of Europe. Yeah, now here's a, a story that I think you broke, Jane. Uh, the Presidential Kite Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. Now when I hear Heritage Abroad, uh, especially America's heritage abroad, I come up with a big question mark, but I certainly don't think of Jews. No, and uh, this is quite fascinating to me because I thought, hmm, I wonder what this is. You know, maybe they're in Ireland, maybe they're in... Uh, I, I saw this name, <laughs> and you know, I can say I'm naive, but I thought, well, this is pretty interesting. I wonder what this thing is, you know, and I just ran into it. I, I don't know how. U.S. Commission for the preservation of Americans' heritage abroad. In some places it's called the President's Commission for the Preservation of Americans' Heritage Abroad. And uh, the long and the short is, here's what it boils down to. Its charter specifically names the Eastern European countries or the Eastern European region. And out of 20 members, including the, inclusive of the commissioner himself, 17 of them are fucking 
kikes. Now, you tell me how that is. <laughs> how in the world can that be? Here they are, okay? Ronald H. Bloom, Kikus, Amy S. Epstein in Florida, Kike Edgar Gluck or Gluck, Rabbi Kike, Mordecai Gobioff. My God, that sounds something like out of fiction. Uh, Martin B. Gold, <laughs> Andrew M. Klein, Gary J. Levine. Here's the next one, Strocklitz. He was a, a, a pal of Eilie uh, uh, the Weasel, Eilie Weasel. Uh, Rabbi Rockmeal Lieberman. <laughs> Uh, are you telling me that 17 out of 20 United States citizens descended from Eastern Europeans are, are Jews? And uh, I was not able to find out to what extent this thing is financed. I'm sure it's in the multi-millions of, uh, of dollars. And one of them here, this is funny. Here she says, Amy S. Epstein, poor thing. She lost 92 members of her family in the Holy Hoax. 92 members. 92. That's a, that's a big family. <laughs> Sounds like the number of McDonald's serve. Believes that emphasis must be gift, giving to teaching these lessons of tolerance to children. And uh, she's down in, in uh, Florida. Yeah, it, it's quite something. No, I didn't read them all. Here's Michael B. Levy, uh, Minnow Ratzker, Harriet Rotter, Lee R. Seaman. <laughs> Uh, Betsy May Stern, Irving Stahlberg, and Robert Zarnigan. My God, I mean, what is it going to take to wake up white Americans? Alex Linder, I guess. Oh, here, Harriet Rotter, I like that one. And so I said they should call him the Honorable Holocaustal Hebes, because some of them, I guess, they put the name Honorable in front of them, and they call them all Honorable because they're on this fucking kite commission. Terry Lipman. Harley talk Lipman. Of, talk about false Minnow. advertising. Yeah. It's really something. And, and if you look what they're saving, uh, I, I don't know. they they got to send Barat into this case. Yeah. It, are they being funded then by the U.S. taxpayers to, let's say... Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. No, no, it's a valid... I mean, this is more uh, Bush, Bush uh, Judaism. Yeah, so they're, they're going over there... Into old uh, Jewish graveyards and uh, buffing them up, uh, yeah. straightening the stones, uh, polishing yeah. them. Putting them back it. up after white people knock them over or something, or white people and Jews. <laughs> you know, right. The Jews like to go out there and do that too. But no, the commissioner, just the commissioner of this thing, wrote a letter to the Russian ambassador, and he said he wanted to meet him at his earliest convenience and discuss this project and blah, blah, blah. And uh, that takes a lot of nerve because I cross-referenced the ch charter of this uh, commission, and it does not say uh, anything about Jewish, and yet in his letter to the Russian ambassador, he starts talking about something like, especially Jewish. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah, well, they're really rubbing everybody in the world's nose, and especially old Europe, in quotation marks, yeah. that the oh, yeah. Jews are, are running roughshod over the yeah. United States, that they are in control. Exactly. And, and, and not only that, but the white, white going in the United States are too stupid to know or too cowed or, or, or rabbity to... Uh, you know, like little uh, white rabbits, little, little quivering white rabbits, you know, on gerbils or something. They just stand there, you yell at them, they just stand there and shiver. And uh, it, 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 it's just astounding. I mean, how many Eastern Europeans in the United States, sure, they're an extreme minority, but you're telling me that 17 of 20 proportionately are, are, are Jews? Uh, I don't know. You know, read the Turner Diaries. That's what I, and it has a happy ending. Yeah, well, I'm sure all European representatives, uh, especially if they've been newly elected, are absolutely shocked and appalled if they have any type of integrity about meeting the overabundance of uh, kikes in Washington, D.C. I, I wonder if they have I like, a Lubavitcher dinner when they like arrive just to, to freak them out and said, look, we're running this show. That, that is a good thought because the Euros do, there are real Jew-wise, but yet... Why don't more of leak this stuff out? You know, there was the Italian uh, prime minister or president. Remember, he would talk about them, and then he was barely defeated in the election. There are politicians who do, and there's, of course, there's uh, Ahmadinejad. But <laughs> well, Putin, I, I think even well, Schroeder and uh, the the Green and Reds were are pretty much all in the same boat with the Jews. I mean, if you think that Germany 
just gave as a gift their most modern nuclear submarine, mm-hmm. or most modern submarine that has the capability of delivering nuclear payloads anywhere in the world now, right? <clears throat> yeah. to, to the most loony, crazy uh, threat to world peace, otherwise known as Israel, uh, who knows? Maybe these people weren't shocked at the... Well, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I know you don't always approve of that or prefer that, but I'm going to tell you, speaking of off on a tangent or, or, or of loony, uh, this, this, this Barat in his new movie, one of our guys, again, posted that I haven't seen this thing, but uh, apparently he shows some human shit or something, you know, the Jewish scatological to some uh, southern diners. And most people, or, or a lot of them think that he just paid actors to do this. But he goes in and, and makes the implication that he's, uh, you know, playing Barat, the Kazakhstani uh, uh, stupid white uh, uh, journalist. And uh, he shows some human shit at the table or something. And if that's the case, if that's true... I tied in with Salvadi Yosef, who was the head Sephardic rabbi in, in Israel, and he literally believed that he could uh, foretell the future by looking at a stool in a toilet. And there's quite a few press releases about that. And that is the fact. And the Shah's party in Israel, we give Israel officially $10 million a day. The Shah's party represents 10% of the populace, and they literally do not work. They cloister themselves, and they study the Torah and the Talmud, and that is it. They are literally just bums. And, yeah, living so, in the ghetto. Yeah, that's right. And 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 what Quans, some Quans don't understand is, uh, Ovadi Yosef's uh, shit is as magical as Jesus's apparently, and Barat wants to tell you about it. Yeah, I mean, how hardworking Americans have just overlooked this uh, predilection of the Jews not to work at all, and it is in fact against their religion, and can actually mm-hmm. think that these people are somehow akin to us in any way, shape, or sure. form mm-hmm. uh, is ridiculous. These people are you know, nuts. I'm going to talk about that later. I'm just going to give people a little mental footnote in terms of the Lefkow Lefkowitz. And Lefkow means son of Lev. I'm just giving you a little anchor mention there because any idiot motherfucker who thinks that Lefkow is an anglicized version of Lefkowitz uh, really needs to turn off the, the uh, one-eyed Jew. I mean, that's all I'll say about it until later. Yeah, but we also have a story of a website. In fact, our official U.S. Jewish terror-listed website. Yeah, you, you may have heard how, how hard uh, Homeland Security is trying to catch white gang members and uh, Al-Qaeda. White gang members again more later. But on October 17th, 2006, in the District of Congoloidals, uh, a federal court... Confirmed, affirmed, and uh, rubber-stamped the fact that Kahane.org is a terrorist organization. And what they had done is essentially engage in a din rodef against uh, Ariel Sharon, who uh, thankfully has taken a turn for the worst. And uh, Baruch, Dr. Baruch uh, Goldstein, he, he went into a mosque uh, some years ago and uh, killed something like 34 people and injured 140 or something with his machine guns. And he was a member of this organization. So the uh, federal court in the District of Congoloidals said that Kahani.org is a terrorist organization. So there's this fellow, he's an American, and uh, he's an American nudist agent. <laughs> he's got, Jim in Colorado and I found all these posts. He's got, he's all over the internet with nudist posts and I'm a nudist and we've confirmed it, you know. And he's got this GW Systems which is in Israel and the U.S., and he registers the website. And then there's this other Jew, I, I've, I've forgotten his name. But this Waddell is a, is a rapture bunny, and he's converting to Judaism. He's like, he's about my age. And uh, he, he has Kahani.org online. No problem. No, 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 no problem. Michael Chertoff, whose wife was on the board of the uh, New Jersey Anti-Defamation League, and some people say he was too, and whose mother was one of the founding members of the Mossad in Israel. Uh, Michael Chertoff, and whose many relatives are reported to be rabid Zionists, has no problem in ignoring Kahani.org. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. So yes. they're, they're still spreading their terrorism. And not only that, uh, wait, Chertoff has these new fusion centers, he calls them, for rapid 
response to terrorism, and there's one of them that just opened in California. This is on top of the 62 joint terrorism task forces, and on top of the 30 million spics marching all around the United States in the streets in the major cities, uh, he has the fusion centers, and the fusion centers can't figure out that Kahani.org is online. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Was it a Dinro Def on Sharon that he's uh, out yeah. of commission? Well, let me tell you what a Dinro Def is. A Dinro Def, by, by Jewish or, or Hebrew uh, meaning, is uh, the legality in Orthodox Judaism, the legality and the moral imperative to assassinate any Jew who does anything that's against the interest of the Jew. And Menachem, uh, was it Begin? Pardon me. Um, Rabin. Rabin, pardon me, yes. Rabin was assassinated by the uh, Din Rodef, which is a uh, just desserts, a poetic justice, because he was in the Stern gang who murdered the uh, Swedish diplomat Folk Bernadotte. They're trying to help those uh, loony kikes. Uh, anyway, yeah, this Kahani.org had been ruled by the court that they participated in this, and, and they're still online. The Din Rodef, in other words, they wanted to get Sharon. He wasn't a, you know, the, um, <clears throat> the Kahanis are basically in the same ballpark as uh, out in left field, the catcher's mid, as uh, Ovadi Yosef, the shit stare. So, yeah, well, maybe Cheritar's worried he'll get a Dinro Def. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, think he's worried, but uh, it's, it's not a bad idea, Jews of Israel. Maybe we should a list of all the bad things Cheritar is doing for, uh, for Jews. So they called for the assassination of Sharon, and at yeah. that point... Yeah, they had a whole lot of list of things. And listen to this. Wikipedia online ages claims that, pardon me, Israel, Canada, the European Union, everybody agrees they're a terrorist organization. Well, excuse me, why the fuck are they online? Alberto Gonzalez, and uh, who's our national uh, midget spick attorney general, and Shertoff gave a big speech. I believe it was a police officer of the United States or some org. I linked it. And they got their pictures up there and everything. And they went in there and gave a big speech, and they said, oh, the poor little children in the United States are getting their terrorism off the Internet. Why is Kahani.org still online? You know? Well, what is the problem? I even, I even plugged it into the FBI tip line, gave them all the information. This is Craig Cobb reporting and blah, blah, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Port order, you know, they've got the Patriot Act. They've got the Military Commissions Act of 2006. You know, they've got acts up the yin-yang. But nothing happens. And I don't care if they're online in Israel. And, and we pinged them, we tapped them and everything. And uh, the c conclusion of all the various, um, you know, semi or, or, or semi-experts or amateurs on VNN is, is that the servers are in the United States. And even if they're in Israel, why can't we pressure Israel with the Patriot Act? Hey, you're our ally in terrorism. also have here some Estonian news. In fact, you have uh, made the headlines in, in Estonia, if I have read uh, the article correctly. It is in Estonian, but it has been translated. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit more. Yeah, well, my, my friend here is a paralegal, and he works for my attorney. He rang me up with this news, and uh, the lead magazine is quite a thick, it's something like, I don't know, 80 or some pages or something. It's, it's kind of like a Rolling Stone size format, and it's called uh, Esti, which is the uh, Estonian's name for their country, Esti, E-E-S-T-I Express. And uh, they use the Stormfront logo, which is an old Celtic um, 
cross it kind of looks like a target and it said uh, white pride worldwide they had that on the cover which is a glossy cover and then they had the story which is newsprint inside as i say it's i'd say 80 pages at least and anyway they have my uh, house and uh, the story of my having been here about a year and they call me a neo-nazi and you know just because i wear a swastika t-shirt down that doesn't make me a creator but creators are sort of um, historically aligned with uh, the National Socialist beliefs to some extent in that we both uh, believe in the preeminence and the survival of, of the white race on the planet and, and we're beleaguered as a people. Right, so and they, one, of the, one of the founding documents of the Creator movement is the White Man's Bible, right? Right. And Written by? Can, by Ben Claussen, who was a Ukrainian and um, in his generation he knew quite a bit about uh, um, Tiberia, the Jew who worked for Stalin, killed 30 million people. He used to keep a child in an adjacent office, and uh, after we'd have some afternoon delight with a, the male or female child, he, he didn't discriminate, he was diverse, uh, he would strangle the child. And then, uh, But uh, he was a Jew, and uh, I can't help but believe that Claussen knew of these things. He was a Canadian citizen, uh, went to Canada and became a citizen. In fact, he invented the electric can opener. And... Uh, I wanted to, I'm going to digress a little bit. I know I'm talking fast tonight, but if people would come on vnnforum.com, and I'm, I'm so proud that we even used to have Billy the Roper, not to mention Alex Linder, who owns it, and uh, people can get involved immediately. But, uh, yeah, yeah, they call me a neo-Nazi, and uh, they have it on Interfax News, and they try to tie me with the left cow murders because I... Uh, uh, creators in the uh, entity formerly known as World Church of the Creator, and I have to say entity known as because there's a court order against our saying uh, anything other than the entity known as the World Church of the Creator. That's how fucking bizarro is, but Kahani.org is still online, fucking Kai Kurtoff, Shertoff. Anyway, uh, that's the situation, and so uh, again, as they do anybody who, who's against, uh, they've... Uh, you know, they made a big deal out of it, but the, the, the journalist who wrote it, Aegis, is supposed to be one of the best, or if not the best in the country, and I'm going to meet him all so, so it was a, an entire uh, segment on, I guess, white racial movements uh, in Estonia, and you happen to have, uh, they featured you as, a, I guess, part of the white diaspora yeah, in Estonia? Yeah, I think they will. Look, we'll... Even in this Goy fire, just, we just ran down how people are not going to be allowed to go in and out of the country without extreme administrative... This is no joke. It's very real. So, yeah, that's what they did. And uh, then they used the term Nazi, which is popular. And they, the, the Jews, as uh, Alex and you and I have talked about on previous Goy fires, in fact, one of the very first ones at Gonzaga University and one of Bush's major supporters were flying in and out of Europe promoting this kind of thing to control white people who Jews. Alex actually does it the best, I think, when he says that, uh, just to paraphrase him, they want to lay down the templates of what is acceptable and what is not. And criticism of Jews is not legal. They want that not to be legal so that we cannot use the First Amendment tools to fight back. But, uh, yeah, and they, they, they featured that I want to use this uh, large house. It's about 500 square meters and 5,000 square feet or so for a, a media center. And that's true. I do. And uh, I wanted to ask at this time, you know, Aegis, and, and uh, Alex knows this, we all know this, our European listeners to Goyfire are now about 43%. And we get hits from Massachusetts Institute of Technology, uh, the Sorbonne. We're getting hits from major intellectual institutions all over the country. Don't ask me. I don't know why. But if you want to hear this and you want to help us, we need benefactors. And I'm dead serious. So when a guy like Mel Gibson can get stopped and he has $850 million and he tells the truth about the Jews and then he backs off, you people with money and power have the ability to hire your lawyer and say, you know what, I'm working for somebody, I'm anonymous, he says give you guys $10,000. And that's really not difficult. People with money and power, and if you, if you white people think you're not pushed against the wall yet, uh, keep listening for the next 12 or 18, 24 months. You'll keep getting pushed around unless there's some type of agency that will push back, and uh, not just legally, but culturally, and attacking, really attacking the people who are persecuting you and your people and your interests. If you don't have that vanguard 
uh, you're really defenseless. Yeah, uh, I talked to my friend, I won't say who he is this week, and he was uh, Aegis at the Charles Martel Society in Washington, D.C. The meeting was there. For white nationalists who know, some of the people who were there were Jared Taylor, uh, Drissel, who was John Gardner, Mine in the Sand. Uh, there was A.E., our former um, lead mod, who was very well um, respected. I, I guess the guys in the Charles, Charles Martel Society, and he, and he was a um, Germanic or Frankish uh, warrior, Charles Martel, and they published the Occidental Quarterly. Anyway, apparently these guys are in their 60s, and they were, they were loath to cough up money. It's together alarming to me. It needs to be said, time is definitely not on our side. No. Uh, and even if you have money, you're, you can still be subjected to the same type of terrorism that, that the schmoes are being subjected to on a daily basis. You just have to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And as time goes on, uh, the probability of you being at, in the wrong place at the wrong time just go up and up and up. That's and why these guys need armor-protected uh, Cadillacs and SUVs. And, right. and, and not only that, but, you know, to get back to these, the comparison of the Charles Marshall Society or AMRIN or, or even media outlets compared to the uh, plethora of uh, non-governmental organizations and governmental organizations like this Commission for the Preservation of American Heritage Abroad. I mean, these go on and on and on in the federal government, governmental and non-governmental, and 501c3s and uh, charities uh, like the Civil Rights.org, which sponsored uh, I Am an American after 911, you know, the YMCA thing. Look, we are really facing, it, 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 it makes the, you know, the, the beautiful Nazi propaganda of, of a Julius Stryker and Goebbels look like a, a piker. It's frightening and, frightening and exciting all at once to be involved. I mean, everybody says, oh, it's a repeat of the, the past. Well, the past doesn't repeat itself. We are extremely different than in the 30s or 40s. The technology is extremely advanced uh, when compared 
to those days. Even you can't compare it to the fall of the Roman Empire. You can't compare it to Soviet Russia. We really are at the cusp of, of a new type of system. I, I I live in this place, and I wanted to tell people in, in the United States and the UK. The people in the UK, some of the some of the younger guys have been here, but these people genetically are so beautiful and it makes you understand why people like George Lincoln Rockwell and Ben Clausen and uh, Pierce and all of our guys, our contemporary guys, write about the beauty of Aryan women and culture. It's just astounding. They're a mix here of, uh, in Estonia of uh, Swedish, Danish, and Russian and Finno-Ugaric and these different Nordic races ruled this area for some hundreds of years. And most people in the United States have never experienced a white country, even people my age or older. They have memories of their enclaves or their areas, which were almost 100% white, but still they were in a larger country, a larger entity, and it's literally not like that here. And our interests are threatened all over the world. And our, our, the problem is our elites are selling us out for money. And because uh, and part of it's religion that, um, in the Christianity religion, they teach that all human beings are the same, and that's a relatively modern teaching of Christianity, a modern notation. Uh, but if, if everyone's uh, the same, well, uh, you know, uh, therefore, uh, bring Bantus into the Qua and, and tell us how lovely it is. Yeah, ebony and ivory come together. <laughs> so, <laughs> come together. Yeah, here come old flat top. Right, so you have that type of insanity uh, running rampant. Look, we're truth propagandists. I really think, and for some reason, we have the gene. And in fact, there was a story this week as epigenealogy or something, um, and they cite Holocaust, uh, so-called Holocaust survivors. Well, you know what? I hope that's true, because that means white nationalists have the same thing going on, a higher form of genetics than the Jews. And if that's true, that means we'll be adapting as well. This battle has gone on thousands of years, back to the Titus and back to the uh, uh, the Second Temple and to the Babylonians. It's just gone on and on. I'm going to see uh, stop. So you may as well join the fray openly. Now, I want to link that movie about the Tokarians. It's so good. I like to tell them. We may as well get them in the video. Go to Google homepage, click the video, and then search the mysterious Indo-European mummies of China. And this is a 55-minute movie. It's about the Tukarian mummies. They show a mountain range uh, in Xi'an, China, in that area. And, and technically, it, it's said that the Tukarians and the um, Aryan language, the, the, the guys who wrote the Horus Veda, are not directly related, although they are both Indo-European. And um, on Goyfar 44, I can list um, a thread I made about Sanskrit heritage and uh, the long and the short, even up till about 700 A.D., they have some frescoes in a temple there of, of uh, Italian and French-looking women, also from the uh, mummies themselves. They absolutely know that they're white people. They have DNA. They're tall. They, there's absolutely no doubt about it. And they also found a uh, plate in these graves with the um, Swazi, although that's technically not shown in the movie, but we do have that linked on the forum. And it's quite beautiful because um, this puts the lie to um, the fact that the, the, the Swazi is not associated with our people, that it's not associated with the sun and with good luck. And NOVA, the NOVA network, um, made this film, and they sent archaeologists into this region. And uh, it's kind of related to the uh, to me, in my mind, to the, I, I may mangle the pronunciation, the Pasternak carpet. Um, if you look at probably Google, can find it. But... Um, it's the oldest woven carpet uh, in the history of the world, and that was found in Siberia, and it's a Scythian carpet. So um, all you young white people, and especially you women, uh, if you think white men don't love our history or, or we're just only angry, only angry, no. It's, uh, we're actually excited about what you do in families and, and uh, get back to that. But anyway, search Tokarian, search uh, T-O-C-H-A-R-I-A-N, search Scythian, S-C-Y-T-H-I-A-N, and search Thracian, T-H-R.
R A C I A N, and all of these things are on the forum, and that's all I want to say. I just thank you. Thank you. All right, well, I want to thank you for being on the show. I want to thank our listeners for listening in. Uh, we will have Alex on uh, the next Spotify, that's a promise. I also encourage you, if you're a new listener to the show, to check our archives. Uh, well, let's get the gunfire back into the program. How about that? Well, Iraqi the- gunfire. Freedom. Yeah, the gun. Get those insurgents. This is Angus wishing you the best of goodbyes.